and Luke Shen. And who is this? Oh, it's Tanner Jeannot. Wouldn't you Jeannot? Luke with a Whoa. left hand. Another left hand. Popped him right on the button. Another Whoa. left hand. Another left. Jeannot trying to throw a left himself. And Luke Shen has tagged him a couple of times. This is Tall Can Audio. I don't know if Tanner Janot was ever one of Luke's troops, but I know tonight he ate a few of Luke's dukes. It is an all-new episode of the Talk and Audio podcast. Buds and Bolts, Game 2. Uh, Leafs even the series with a 7-2 beatdown of the Lightning to answer the 7-3 beatdown the Lightning paid, uh, laid on the Leafs. The other night, Matty Lang's back. Feeling a little better tonight, Matty? I don't know what to tell you. I, I was debating on what my entrance should be there, whether I should have come in super hot or that I was going to beg you in post-production to put the Undertaker dong. <laughs> dong or gong? Those, those are different. Right? <laughs> well, the dong, the sound, like the, the gong sound. I, like I got the gong. Yeah, I don't know if we need to see the Undertaker's dong. Don't, I don't want to see that. That's for Michelle McCool only. <laughs> for everybody, I think we were... Upset but level-headed, but there was a lot of people saying the Leafs were going to the golf course. They were going to be hitting the Toronto private golf courses, the DVP up at the 401 in Young Street. <laughs> but like last year, and all due respect to you, you said it, we won 5 nothing last year in Game 1, mm-hmm. and things got flipped on his head in the Game 2. Yeah, they came back I didn't expect it to be almost the exact same score. Right. That was crazy. Um, I did take the Leafs to win 4 nothing. Okay. Uh I thought that was going to happen for a little bit there. <laughs> I was getting pretty excited. So on top of the Leafs um, winning, is your pocket a little more full? Did this go your oh, way? Or are you still waiting I, on a You know what? The, the pocketbook did not follow through. Uh, I took the Leafs 5-2 and 4 nothing. I, I did have uh, one parlay over 5.5 goals in the game, um, over 1.5 in the first period, Leafs to win, and an Austin Matthews goal. Obviously, that doesn't happen. Uh, I had another one with over five and a half, Leafs to win, Willie to score. Okay. No OT. There was one other piece to the parlay that was a, that cashed. Um, Willie to get three shots, Matthews to get four. Matthews finished with three (laughs) the last time I checked. Uh, Sorry. uh, Yeah. Austin, sorry. Austin finished with three. Willie had three, but at some point they took one away. So, um, yeah, it wasn't a good day on the betting books. I didn't just take them straight up, and that's, uh, you know, Cardinal sin number one when you're making bets. Right. It was an interesting game, man. Flipped almost exactly on its head. Uh, Leafs up 3 nothing after the first, which is exactly how they found themselves down um, in game one. They come out and actually were flat-out dominant to start the second period. It just won't go. Tampa comes back and scores, and you're like, Oh, geez, right? We've all seen this play before. The momentum turns on its head. And to their credit, they came back and they continued to press and they end up putting three more on the board again before the end of the second period, which basically leaves this one all but over heading into the third period. And the only thing left to wonder is whether or not Tampa will spend the entire third period trying to uh, run you out of the building and, and, you know, set the tone as it were. And we did see some of that in the third, but overall 
Um, what did you make of, of Game 2, and what did you think they tidied up, or what changed for Toronto compared to Game 1? They were moving their goddamn feet. Yeah. that's. I, I mean, honestly, like this, the moment that game started, and, you know, the puck, the puck came into our end before we went down, or... Yeah, before they went down, I might be mistaken there, but you know, before we get down there and you know we get the the tripping, the hooking call, whatever it was that set up that first goal. Mm-hmm. Um, but even after that, they were moving their feet consistently in our end. That was the biggest difference that I saw. That you know what I was complaining about last game, which was it just seemed not even that they were a half step ahead of us; they seemed to be a full step ahead of us, especially in our end. And it wasn't even on set plays. These were plays in game one that made it look like they were sick and hadn't recovered <laughs> or they were, you know, they were, um, they all went for sushi at the wrong spot before the game or taco. Honestly or though, right. It looked like they, they were like, Oh, that's happening. And then they started skating, which t- today the defense in our end, it looked amazing. Mm-hmm. Every time Tampa was in our end, we were on them. We were not only on the guy with the puck. We were we were covering where we should be. We were cutting the ice off where we should be. And that made a huge difference to the fact that Tampa couldn't set up in our end like they did last game. Right. And, you know, hilariously what it is, is it wasn't the times they set up last game that they scored. It was the times where we lost coverage and the next pass was in the net. Yeah. You know, there was that one that I was, I can't remember where it was now, but we were talking about this last podcast where, it was like Timbits hockey. We had four guys on one end of the ice. Yeah, and points left wide open to just walk right down Main Street, right? And... Yeah, I mean, like, in beer league, I'm complaining about this stuff, right? So um, this was a far better game, obviously. That goes without saying. This was the team that we're used to watching, you know, now it's worth eight mentioning, out of ten times. Right, it's worth mentioning. No Eric Chernak and no Victor Hedman. Uh, no idea at this point how long either one will be out. I'll be honest with you, and you and I kind of a little snarky talked about it after game one that Chernak was probably selling it a bit. Wait, make sure yeah. Bunting gets suspended, which he has for three games, and then he'd probably be back in there. He wasn't. Um, Hedman doesn't. Uh, Hedman was listed as a um, you know game time decision. Didn't even take warm up, so I don't actually know what's up with him. They're keeping that pretty tight to the vest. Uh, maybe yeah, especially if he left into, so early in the game, right? Yeah, in game one. Maybe when you come in, dominate game one the way you did. You got the split like you wanted. Maybe it's not like maybe it's serious, but maybe it's not. And you're just like, whatever it is, let's give him the extra day. We got the split. He'll play if we need him back in in game three, right? It could be that simple. But the Leafs, I do wonder what your opinion is. It, how how much better were they, and how much was just running over a clearly you know, decimated blue line for Tampa Bay. Do you think if those two guys had played this score, or at least the result is still, you know, the way it played it, out? It, it, the way the Leafs played today, they're beating Tampa eight out of yeah. ten times. Maybe they don't even with seven the stack up, but you're winning. Right? Yeah. yeah, you're winning 4-2, 4-1, 4-3, whatever, like sure. whatever it is. Just the same way that if the Leafs play the way they did in game one, mm-hmm. I don't think game one was an indication that Tampa is a better team. And we talked about that, you know, sports that did not TSN did not, but <laughs> you know, this was a team. And like we said, and you know, even though we're upset because we want that good game one, everybody does, especially fans, maybe fans more than the team, quite frankly, <laughs> it kind of looked like it that you know, night, that night for sure. Right. And it comes down to, this was a team that six and a half times out of 10, 
not only won the game, but probably four times out of 10 decimated teams. Right. Whether it was scoreboard or scoreboard and outplayed, this was a team that just went in about their business and put up points, whether Tavares was out, Riley was out, Matthews was out, didn't matter. This team showed up and skated and did the right things. Mm-hmm. Game one was, like we said, hopefully an aberration of God knows what factors. Maybe, you know, Metro, uh, Mercury was in retrograde or something <laughs> like that. You can ask one of your girlfriends about that stuff. I have no idea. But I don't know. But, like, this was the team that we came to expect, right? In game one, if this team comes out and we still lose – our discussion on, on Tuesday is different, right? It's like, we did all the right things. The puck doesn't go the right way. Let's move on. Sure. Right. Unfortunately. And, and or like we said, maybe fortunately it wasn't that way. We took a big beating. Yeah. And we you said, mentioned that after game one, that maybe it was better that you didn't just kind of, ah, you just sort of got beat bad bounce or two. No, that was a slap in the face and maybe it was a wake up call and you come back and you go, we weren't close to good enough. Right. Like, well, you, you know who it was a wake up call for Johnny Toronto. Just, unbelievable today like yeah. six at least six shots last six shots last time i checked um i don't know if he had another one i know uh you know well hat trick will do obviously it, yeah. they obviously kept the guys on the bench uh with Corey perry out there being an absolute yeah, fucking Maroon goon running around yeah yeah, yeah like keep those guys off obviously right um austin reese getting all his ice time all of a sudden right he's like sure <laughs> Gassed out going. I've never I don't know that I even noticed Sam Lafferty existed in the first two periods. He was killing it in the third, right? Eating all Wait, kinds which, of ice time. Man, like we, we talked about it. And, you know, again, Matthews didn't have a huge impact on this game. I think he, two assists. he did have his moments. Yeah. He had some, like, you took it right out of my mouth there. Sorry, yeah. He had some assists there. Um, what I noticed on that second assist specifically was how he just took the attention of the Tampa defense away. Right. And at that point, it was five one five two, whatever it was. Um, but he he goes into the zone, takes the puck in the corner, and it just like nobody else existed. Yeah, right. Like he just he did that thing where he just mesmerized everybody. You know, a pass later, it's in the net. And if that's the way teams want to play Austin Matthews, I'm pretty sure he's okay with it. Um, if it's going to leave Johnny out front, if it's going to leave Ryan O'Reilly out front, if it's going to leave. Um, Willie out front just for these nice little, you know, wrist shots and tap-ins. Yeah. You know, I think we'll all live with that. Well, so let's talk for a second about the other key member of that top line because you were a little hard on Mitchie after game one, and uh, he had had three assists in that game, but you weren't in love with what he'd done. He does come out to start this game, draws the, uh, I believe it was him who got tripped, yeah. draws yeah. The, the penalty to start the game. He ends up scoring. He puts in another one later. Um, you know, are are we taking back anything we thought after the first or is it no the first one was not, bad and the second one was one good bit. like what what do you what do you think of Mitch tonight I am keeping the company line here <laughs> that was a bad first game for okay, him okay. and I know listen he had some assists yeah in game one we expect that that's okay it was more his play without the puck right and I mentioned a couple times I, I'm not the guy who's like oh he didn't skate hard into the corner every shift because I don't like, you know, sometimes you're just the last guy on the ice at a change and you're trying to, you know, let your team change. Sometimes you're trying to Create take an a little angle pressure, for a pass. But don't commit yourself. Yeah. Kind of thing. You don't yeah. always have to go into the boards to get hit and get taken out of the play. No matter what Don Cherry and these uh, <laughs> rest of these non Bud Light, Light drinking guys say, you know, <laughs> you don't always need to take yourself out of the game. Same way goes. You also don't need to lay a big hit every time because guess what? 
that takes you out of the play as well. Mm -hmm. But not to get onto that topic, Mitchie was not skating in game one the way he was today. And that's the issue with him, right? It's he's able to do such amazing things. So maybe you notice it when he doesn't a little bit more than other guys. And I'll give him that. And again, but I still think to myself, you know, everybody knows what a big game game one is for this team specifically at home. Yeah, they had to come out big, right? This this series is obviously much different if we're going to Tampa two nothing oh, than man. it is one nothing, yeah. right? Now now we need the split, and they're very capable of getting the split, no doubt. Mm-hmm. But the I mean these these are good teams. These are good teams, and again, bounces go certain ways. Um, but if they come out like this, if Mitch Marner plays the game he did today pushing the pressure right mitch is great when he's putting pressure on the other team yeah and that's what i was saying last day where it's like he wasn't moving his feet he doesn't need to be a checker he doesn't need to get a stick you just need to put pressure you need to go whether you're down one nothing or four nothing you need to continue that pressure because like we saw the last two games man any team can get three goals within a couple minutes with how talented these guys are it's right, true. so you have to push. So let me ask you about a couple names specifically here. We'll we'll hit a couple quick hitters. Let's move to the blue line. Morgan Riley has maybe the game of his life or the game of his career. Certainly, as a as a Leaf, uh, puts up four assists. That sets an all time Leaf record for defensemen. Oh, really? Yeah, beats wow. out uh, okay. Ian Turnbull uh, back in nineteen seventy six. Uh, Morgan Riley uh, rings that one up. So incredible game for him. We have talked on and off all year on the show. Ah, uh, you know, he doesn't always look great in his own end. That's not his game. The way he defends is to have the puck and not have it in his end, and that's a valid argument. I thought he was reasonably solid defensively, and man, fantastic tonight offensively, right? With some of the reads, some of the setups, oh. some of the things he was doing, walking the blue line. A great game for Morgan Riley. Vintage Riley, yeah. right? This is this is Riley two, uh, maybe a mistake, two, two and a half, three years ago before the hip injury. Um, that I, I, I think we could all agree has clearly put a has changed his game. Hip injuries are common in hockey, unfortunately, and it happens to defensemen more than forwards. And you know, whether that's getting hit, you know, when you're chasing pucks back or whatever it might be, he, he was dynamite today, yeah, right. And he's the guy that going into the season, you're like, this as talented as our forwards are, you need a guy to power play to quarterback these things, to, to have that type of vision, whether you're in your zone or in the offensive zone. And he was the guy we want him to be today. Right. Like, and that's and you, hats off to that guy. Cause sure. he's been a, a little bit of a whipping boy yeah, this the, year. Yeah, that's right. He hasn't had a great and Not season. always unfairly, right. He's, he's struggled at times. Nope, right? For sure. So, uh, let me For ask sure. you about like, another yeah. guy. We're going to keep bouncing, buddy. Yeah. Uh, another guy on the blue line I want to ask you about. What have you thought so far in this series of Justin Hall? Because when Tampa scored uh, early in the second to make it 3-1 to one, and everybody's butt cheeks clamped down a little <laughs> bit and, and, and got a little tighter, uh, he was the guy on the ice again. Now you can make an argument that it's Nylander who misses his assignment on that backtrack, right? It's a four-on-two. Willie's supposed to be the guy as the first forward back who grabs you know the the center and I forget which one was rushing in and he does yeah. he goes to the puck and it makes Justin Hall look bad but 
it's not just Willie on that play making Hall look bad. He had at that point been on the ice for seven of Tampa's first eight goals in the series. And man, that is ugly. At other times, you're seeing him on the PK blocking shots. He's doing some okay things. He's another guy that the fan base can turn on really easily. I think it would be a stretch to say that Justin Hall's gotten off to a good start in this series. But where are you at on him right now? I keep him in in game three. Yeah. I keep him in in game three. I think you have to. Um, obviously, his game was better today. The entire team's was better today. Course, yeah. My fear, and I think you probably share this with me here, is... Cooper has last change Mm -hmm. for the next two games. And can he take advantage, get his guys out there, get Cooch on against him, get Stamkos out against him. Guys who are smart with the puck, who could put him, who could drag him out of position and put us in a bad spot. Right. Can Cooper do that? It's going to, so, you know, as a team, you go, listen, we can't give up these, these draws in our zone, right? You got to do a good job of getting it at least to the blue line, get it out a bit. But again, these are discussions that have to be made, properly by the team and Mm -hmm. plan for this because you know they're going to try to take advantage of him and we you know if there's draws in our zone we can't have him on the ice that that would be my thing i was really surprised this game being in toronto i i don't know about how you felt about it but i was really surprised to see them load up the top line with Stamkos with Point and Kucherov, he yeah. uh, Stammer in Game One and in and plenty of other years has played on Line Two either with Sorelli or with Nick Paul or whoever else might be down, and they spread it out a little bit. That team, that top line, looks incredibly dangerous, and they scare you every time they're on. But it gets pretty thin fast once you load up oh, that top it, line, and so I then was, you've, you've got Hagel, right? Like your only other guy is Hagel. Hagel, yeah, hit, and he should have like, hit thirty points this year. And he, I don't know what happened in the year; he kind of dried up. But he, he goals, he's yeah. a guy. Sorry, thirty goals. He yeah. should have had thirty. I think he finished with like twenty, twenty nine. But right he was sitting at like yep. he was at like twenty five by like the All Star game. I yeah. swear, um, super talented dude. He obviously gave us a lot of trouble last year as a two way forward. Yeah, um, but when you're on but the he road, is better with. He's better with a guy like Stamkos, Sure. Right? When you're he, on the road you and you load up that top line, like I said, it's scary when that top line is out there, but you can get them, like, at home, t- Keith can get the matchup he wants against them. Maybe it's Matthews and you go power on power. They did that a bit. Maybe it's Camp. Maybe it's O'Reilly. But you're pretty comfortable, right? Whereas if you just kept Stamkos, like, I'd have loaded up that top line at home when you have last yeah. change and you can put it out there probably against the Tavares line, right? Cooper's come after him a lot, and fair enough, right? <coughs> him with Willie is not stellar defensively. So sure. uh, you sort of understand why that happens. I was surprised that they kind of went with that matchup. I want to talk to you about one of Toronto's lines in the matchup yep. that they were creating tonight, and that was Ryan O'Reilly with Matthew Nyes and Nola Chari. Coming in, look, the third period was a total shit show, but at the end of the second period, uh, shots when uh, Ryan O'Reilly, Nyes, and um, Achari were out there together were 9-1 in favor of Toronto. That line dominated. And part of that is, like I said, the lack of depth once they moved Stamkos onto the point line for Tampa, that that, that Ryan O'Reilly line has mm-hmm. you know, some easier matchups. But man... That is, if that's going to be a thing, if those guys can control their minutes like that, and maybe not quite to this degree, but you feel a whole lot better, and it, it makes sense that that's why they would put Nyes with O'Reilly and Achari, right? Two guys that responsible. But man, that line, pretty pleasant surprise. Oh, you want to hear a hot take? Okay. And I know you do, but <laughs> this was my biggest complaint about Keefe. 
in the second half of the season. We went out. Dubis goes out, gets O'Reilly, mm-hmm. and proceeds to put John Tavares on his wing. I didn't hate you, getting a look at you it. You get and, and this you just answered okay. exactly what you say. And I know everybody was in love with this. You get Ryan O'Reilly, Tavares, yeah, Nylander, look how great this line is. We got ROR so that we could go Matthews, Tavares, ROR down the middle. Listen, it, that is it is proven time and time and time again. This is how you win in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And you have to get some injury luck, but you can send three centermen who are all at worst second line centermen, mm-hmm. which Matthews is obviously a 1A. Mm-hmm. Tavares at this point of his career is a 1B or 2A++. Sure. O'Reilly is a 2B. We can roll these guys out. They can all play different roles. I fully roles. assumed, they man, on the road, I assumed that's what we would do. When we got to Tampa, I assumed they would put one of those okay. three guys on each line, and that protects you when, you know, Cooper starts playing his matchup games. At yeah. home, I didn't hate the idea of loading up uh, that second line with Willie, I, Tavares, and, and O'Reilly when you controlled the matchups, right? I, so. I, okay, I get, yes, you control the matchups. My whole issue with it is, you know, Again, it, were these teams match up so evenly as far as skill? You know, here or there, there's a, you know one line a little bit better here or there, yeah, sure. whatever. That makes our third line significantly better than their third line, yep. in, in my opinion. And, you know, you got a guy with RR who can do so many things, like Tavares. It's like, you know, RR is better defensively, but they're tit-for-tat in other ways, like on the draw. They do the little things. They mm-hmm. make their coverage. They don't make dumb plays. They're smart players. I think having those guys go two, three, you can minimize time. You can always switch once in a while, get them doubled up. But overall, you have those three lines running. That's how you win seven game series. Yeah. And I couldn't, and I know he got hurt, right? I know he got hurt, but I couldn't understand why even before he got hurt or when he came back, we kept throwing Tavares on the wing for what purpose? I'm like, I want to see ROR in the middle working with guys. I want to see what is happening Who's got better chemistry? I'll be honest, what happens when the game's on the line? Both. Let's let's see both. That was my sure, but then do both, right? Like do both. Well, Don't oh, just do they, one. They lost the chance to do that when he got hurt, right? And so it was about seeing if he was going to click with Tavares. Um, in my opinion, let me just hit you with one other thing before we get out of here, man. Let's talk about Ilya Samsonov. I don't know about you. My opinion on him hasn't changed much after tonight from game one. Now, obviously, he was better. Um, the Leafs did not give up seven like they did in game one, but he wasn't tested anywhere near as much. Right. And part of that is that's been the deal all year when the Leafs are playing well, they're a really good defensive team this year. Uh, very good structure. They keep shots to the outside. It makes life easier for your goalie. And I didn't think he looked nervous tonight. Like maybe he did with a couple of rebounds in game one. But I don't know yeah. that we answered a ton of questions. And part of that, like I said, is just a credit to the way the Leafs played. Do you feel more assured about Samsonov or about the same? Like, where are you at on him? Obviously, they're not going to go to wall now in game three. Like, you've got the win. He looked fine. But where are you at with Samsonov yes. Yes. after game one versus game two? I'm exactly where I've been with Samsonov the entire season. Nothing, nothing has changed for me. I don't think he's going to steal us any games. Right. I've never, I, I, I've never convinced, or he's never convinced me otherwise. 
I don't know, you know, I'm sure some fans, probably some very smart, educated fans are probably hoping for that. I, listen, he is who he is. He's the goalie who, behind a good defensive team, plays good hockey. But that's all this team needs. But as it pertains to tonight, did he do anything tonight to change your opinion? Because we knew coming in. Oh, no, no. no but he he, did, but because... we knew coming in, he, he, his playoff numbers in Washington were terrible. Right, yeah. and everyone said, you know, he's kind of fine during the regular season. He's not good in the playoffs. And then we got to game one, and he was terrible for us. And terrible is probably yeah, stretching it. There was Matt. some. Not, so hold on, he goes through game one. He isn't great. We can argue whether or not he was terrible. Like it, perception is, you know, how many rebounds are his fault? This and that. Yes, yeah. He did not instill any confidence in you in game one. Coming into game two, they won big, but they did not give up anywhere near the same quality of chances. So. Are you any more high on him? Are you at all down on him? Like, where do you stand now? No, two, on this? two points. Okay. Two points okay. on this. One is, as I was saying, it didn't change, right? Like, even game one didn't change because I didn't think those goals were his fault. Yeah, I think he was left out to dry. Six, at least a couple yeah. are your oh, fault. I, oh, okay. But, okay, one or two are his fault. But there was too many times where the defenseman was a half step behind. So it's not a... One on none because yeah. the defenseman is kind of look, you know, he's kind of see, <laughs> right? He, he's just got the best seat in the house. Yeah, that's not his fault, right? We talked about a couple the second time. goal in game one where oh he had stopped God, yeah. two or three times and they cashed it down on the third or fourth rebound. Just like at some point, banging that's away not like him. it's him, yeah, like it's EA Sports 23 <laughs> out there. Like, come on, man, like fucking pick up a check, yeah, or or, th- or maybe take a penalty there, right? Sure. Like, take the penalty there, get the play stoppage. I don't know, do something, right? So he didn't. Nothing in that game made me more worried than today's game made me mo- feel more stable about him. Right, okay. Because I, I always just look at him as a competent goalie, mm-hmm. but that's always what I've thought the Leafs should be doing over the last two, three seasons is just get a guy, don't get a, like, as much as I love Soupy, Soupy was either awesome or shit. Yep. You want a guy who's just going to give up two to three and a half goals a game. Yeah, and you're not going to pay game. that guy $5 million, so good yeah. for Soupy to go get it, but that couldn't happen here. So, well, and, and, But that's what I mean, though. Like, yeah. Get the guy who's just better than average. Again, I, I didn't want to take Samsonov out after game one. It would have been different if he gave up four today. Yeah. I still wouldn't think of him as a different goalie. I would have just thought, hey, it's in his head. That's, this is a, you're not a playoff guy. That's different. Well, Number, that, my, that, my that second, does, though. Just before you move to your second point, I'm going to let you yeah. have that. But just that would... If he'd given up four tonight and it's you're going well, it's in his head. That would make me Ooh, consider sorry. going to wall for game three. Oh no, that yeah, yeah no, yeah. but it wouldn't it wouldn't change my perception of him as an NHL goalie. Okay. like you still know who he is, Fair right? Enough. Like yeah. to me, I I still know who he is. He's still getting a job next year. You know, no oh, yeah. nobody's changing their mind, right? Fair enough. Again, if he's better over the series, it changes a lot of GMs' minds as well, right? Yep. My my second point about this was going to be you know his playoff struggles in the past. Listen, that's a guy who probably had never even met, I don't know, um, five out of, you know, the 12 forwards on Washington because they never back-checked deep enough <laughs> to help the guy out. Okay? Sure. Because they're all they're all too worried about, uh, they're, they're more worried about He's wearing... He's met Kuznetsov jerseys. in a hotel room in Vegas once oh, or wow, twice, but, nev- but never in his yeah. own zone. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm with you. Um we'll see what happens when it's, uh, you know, we, we talked all year about Samsonov having the killer home record and the somewhat questionable road record. He's going to have to figure that out. They're going to need him to withstand some pressure down in, uh, 
down in Tampa. Uh, quick comment, I guess, before we wrap up. I don't have much, to be honest with you, but on that third period. Because, like I said, I tweeted out at Tall Can Audio, you can follow us there, that that's exactly what I expected. I was sort of like at 6-1 at the end of the second, we're home and cooled here. And then a friend of mine texted me, he's like, hey, so which Tampa is going to have the adult fourth-line temper tantrum and cripple one of the Leafs in the third? And I'm like, oh, shit, I'm suddenly nervous again, right? Like, Yeah, yeah. It wasn't... To their credit, because we, you know, a lot of Leaf fans have been ripping the the officiating basically all year, but certainly coming out of game. I thought in the third period, for the most part, that the Eric Furlat and whatever the other guy's name was did an okay job in the third, stopping it from boiling over. But you did see some stupid shit, right? Pat Maroon is just throwing Giordano to uh-huh. the ground. Uh-huh. Kucherov twice is knocking the stick out of Samsonov's hand, and then on a five on three penalty. Matthew Nyes gets called for knocking the stick out of someone else's hand because yeah. we just don't want any more goals, so we'll call off the five on three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Stupid shit like that. <laughs> that, was clear, that was a clear, like, oh, let's get this. Yeah, because it, the five on three was created because the guy <laughs> shot it over the glass, right? So the refs had yeah, no choice yeah. but to call it. No, no, like, it was the uh, was that no, it was the hand pass that he didn't think anybody was going to see. The uh, he caught it in the air. Wasn't that the first one? And then the shot no, it over this, right this, after? The second one was the okay. uh, over the head. So yeah. either way, that, something that you have no choice but to call. Yeah. And then they're, but you're immediately going to be like, how can we undo this, right? <laughs> because they're trying to keep the temperature low. Look, uh, I thought for the most part, the refs did their best trying to keep it in check, but Tampa clearly came out trying to be like, well, this is over. We'll see if we can maim somebody before we go back to to Tampa. What'd you think of the third period just before we wrap up here? I, I, I rip reps just like everybody else. Um, especially when I'm on the ice. So, um, I got to give it up to them when they call a good game. Um, I I didn't love every call. Obviously I think our first penalty was the, I can't remember who even got it, but there was a Matthew Nyes. Wasn't it the hooking or the, uh, yeah, it was on that. Yeah. That, that like phantom hook. Um, that was, that felt very clear to me as a, Ooh, I had to make that call on Marner when he went down. Yeah. So let's kind of give you one back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if that, you know, if Toronto doesn't score there, I don't think Nyes gets a penalty. But because right. it was just such a bang bang, forty five seconds, they, they were like, okay, who's the first one? Yes. We can kind of, <laughs> who can we get here a little bit? Sorry, Rook, it's going to be you. Go sit in the box. Yeah, <laughs> twice today. Sorry, buddy. Yeah. At least you're getting on the score sheet, right? Yeah, poor yeah. Mo- I don't know if you caught this shot of his poor mother. Yeah, uh, repeatedly, she was on I mean, the screen. Well, <laughs> well after the uh, the penalty in the third period, they you know they zoned in on her, and she's just there going, Matthew. <laughs> oh, and you and, and I, I'm have, like, you oh, and I have, <laughs> you and I have <laughs> both I, heard that condescending, Matthew. I felt it. I felt, it. <laughs> I felt that. I felt that so deep. <laughs> Man, I, I was like, I stood up out of my seat. I was like, yeah. oh my God, what am I yeah. going to say? Looking over our shoulders, right? Like, <laughs> I didn't do yeah. anything. Yeah, I, well, it wasn't me. <laughs> you know, like, so again, I think they did a better job today mm-hmm. of controlling the game overall. I thought they let more away. Yeah. Um, without letting too much away, right? Because you don't want to let too much because then it gets to a point it gets where... It's fucking then, crazy, yeah. Then you get bunting, throwing an elbow because he's yep. frustrated, right? Yeah. It, or if it's not going to be that, it's going to be something similar or maybe something more subtle, but that causes a huge injury because guys are getting frustrated and fed up, right? Right. Uh, I think we're all at the point as NHL fans, not just Lee fans, we have to just... Think of Kucherov as Draymond Green and realize he's a dick. He's a prick. (laughs) 
and they circumvent. He's probably the guy there going, he's you know like, what? Let me get, give me the season off, guys. I'll I'll, I'll just hang out in the sun and uh, bring me did in. That you once. know, yeah. No, I don't. <laughs> I, he was the first one to do it. Yeah, nine million dollars over the cap T-shirt yeah. and everything. He, uh, he was the guy who who did it and then wore the T-shirt to the fucking parade. Yeah, he's one he's bullshit. a little bit of a prick, and yeah. uh, you know what? If if Ryan O'Reilly like wants Sean to- Avery, but with more skill, which is dangerous fucking combination, man. <laughs> I was. I had to really run that one through my head for a second there. Holy fuck! Yeah. Let's let's hope he doesn't have the same uh, post NHL career. Yeah, that's all, that's all I'll say with that one. True. Um, but I, I this just makes me hate this guy even more. He he's he's a baby. He's a brat. Just skating by. Like he he's played hockey. You played sports. Mm-hmm. There's things you say to get under people's skin. Sure. There's you know little chirp in, in hockey lacrosse or sports like where you have a stick in your hand you can give people little taps here and there yeah. but just shooting the goalie stick away as a dick move man like that's just a absolute dick move that's well, one of the things that six one you're just yeah, like it, you, you come off as a child right if like, i'm on the other team i might shoot the puck at him when he's on the bench like that's the type of dick that i am right it's like of you. Yeah. oh but like that's <laughs> he's a dick he screw a that dick. guy man like there's things you can do that, again, sh- throwing the goalie stick away is not in the quote-unquote code that all these guys like to talk about. Of the code. Everybody Never once the code. has that. So, and I hate the code, right? Of I hate course. the baseball the code. code. I hate the stupid. NHL code. So stupid. Yeah. That doesn't even qualify as it. And outside of the fact that you know the Leafs were got to talking to you and said, don't, don't fuck around, somebody would have taken a run at him. Right, it's like Maybe. We, don't, we, we don't have the really that to do this. I don't know, but uh, oh no, but that's the thing. You don't need. It's not having a fighter. It's not having Wayne, the Wayne train out there. <laughs> the, a, these are things. I'm a Tanner that, to know. Twice, yeah, that, two, three times, tries to get Shen to fight him, and Shen's like, "I'm up six one, fucker. I'm not fighting yeah. you." And he just keeps coming, <laughs> and he just keeps coming, and finally they drop the gloves, and Shen's just like, "All right, well, even Geo, even Geo, right? He's yeah, trying that, to fight." And he was going to fight Pierre Edward Belmar. And then yeah, all of a sudden, Zach Bogosian by... rushes in. Yeah. But that one with Shen in the third, to me, was funny. Because two or three times, when you're up that much, you're like, nah, get the fuck out of here. I don't need to fight you. The guy keeps yeah. coming at him, keeps coming at him. And Shen's like, all right. And beats the high holy piss out of him. Right? Like yeah. It was a, Which it, was good. I mean, Sure, you, it was fun. But um, <laughs> So, look, I think... This will be it till after game four uh, on the weekend. I know you're uh, you're a far more socially active guy than I am, so you'll have things to do. I think you're looking at going down to check out. Wow, you're putting that on me when I know very well it's you. So uh, I was going to say, I'm having a, some company, but we will sit around and, and maybe fondue. Maybe we'll sip some wine or something, my friends. Right? We're not going to do it. You were talking to a guy who called in. From the Dominican Republic I know, man. last that's, year. That's what I'm saying. You're committed to this shit. That's true. Uh, but I got company coming on Saturday. I know on a Saturday, you're normally a more sociable guy. You're going to head down and check out the the tailgate. What, just, uh, I'm, I'm hoping to, yeah. I, I, made a, I made a call to somebody I know who works uh, who works for a company uh, who might be able to give me a, a give me a hand getting there. Yeah, okay. I like that. I like that. <laughs> so we're, we're going to see. It's still, uh, they're figuring it out, but we're going to see if I can get down there. Uh, the weather looks okay. Yeah. So um, we'll see. I had a couple buddies down there today. It looked like they had a really good time. Um, so yeah, we'll feel it out. At worst, I'll be somewhere, um, hopefully, if not uh, with some buddies, maybe at a bar, try to take in some of the atmosphere too from yeah. downtown. Well, I know if you're at the tailgate, you'll uh, you'll take good care of the Talking Audio Instagram. And, we'll, uh, and I'll we'll tell you what, some stuff there. Maybe, mm, maybe mm. 
I'll just do a solo podcast hey, and I'll just send it, it over. You send the audio. I will post that shit, man. I absolutely will post that. So well, then we uh, better hope it's a, it's a win because or else it's going to get real. <laughs> it's gonna Without be, you here to moderate me, it's going to get Maddie real bad. after dark. Yeah. <laughs> um, we'll see what that all looks like. But I also want to let the good listener know that uh, this is episode 1099, Maddie. You were up for 1,000. Oh. So tomorrow... Uh, as you and I sit here, but probably later this afternoon by the time most people hear it on episode 1100, just for a n- slightly different leaf take, Down Goes Brown's going to jump on the podcast. There and, we go. Uh, yeah. He wrote an interesting piece right after game one when Leaf fans, well, they were melting down a little, as we tend to do. Yep, as we do. And he'd written a similar piece before, Matty. I can't remember whether it was right after the Tampa series last year or after the Montreal series two years ago, where he was talking about in all of his years, he can't remember Leaf fans being so close to the edge, right? Just being like, fuck it, call me a playoff time. Like, it just sort of sick of of what this this Leaf team has done to them. And, yes, and it sure. was that was clearly bleeding through again after game one. So he wrote another similar piece on The Athletic. I will share the links to that piece because I thought it was interesting. And uh, I thought it might be fun to talk to DGB uh, as we're sort of even up again and, you know... It, just get his take as a longtime Leaf fan. Uh, he's got his his uh, his thumb on the pulse of what a lot like a lot of people in his mentions, right? Where they're at too. So uh, look for that on Friday afternoon. We're gonna have DGB on. That's gonna be fun too. And then beautiful, beautiful. Maybe maybe we'll hear from Maddie on uh, on Saturday. We'll see. What I'm, that I'm gonna like. plan. I'm gonna plan for it. I'm gonna toy around. With you send stuff. me some make audio. Sure the, I will post. Make that sure shit, the audio is good and, and make sure it's not a three hour uh, one man <laughs> show. Tribe, yeah. <laughs> Um, I will absolutely post that if that comes in and then you can all look for us, um, you know, after, uh, after game four again, which I believe will go down on Monday. So yeah, I'd I'd have to check. I think think it's every two days, right? I think that's where we are. There is a break, I think between four and five. Uh, okay. The two day yeah. break. You, but, uh, I, I would, I, I would uh, go to your knowledge on that. Yeah. I don't think I've looked so. that far ahead. Um, and now Matt, before we, sure. before we do wrap up one question, you usually ask me, you didn't ask me today. It's what I'm drinking. And <laughs> it's Bacardi over here. It's, oh, it's, it's a playoff. Even after play. a win, eh? Jeez. Look at oh, this guy. Cause it started before the game. I was far too <laughs> nervous. For, yeah. There you go, Matt. Oh, okay. you're, you're giving up too much about your personal life right now. That's not, that's the problem. Oh, um, I am just by the end of a leaf playoff game. There is a puddle of sweat and Bacardi at the foot oh, of my couch. It, that's it. I was, my beer drinking had, and you know how much I love a pint, yeah, right? Yeah. Like as long as I know you, you know how much I love a course, pint man. more than anything else. Yep. As far as alcohol goes and actually more things in life, I prefer a pint <laughs> over. So, um, I, I have really cut down my just day to day beer, you know, like sure. I just, I just don't have a beer regularly. Um, Unless there's a reason. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm getting old. Right. Yeah. Uh, but man, a, a leaf playoff game. I'm like, I'm not sitting down without, I need, I need something to take the edge off. And, uh, so I was just going to give, uh, a little small brewery shout out to mm. great lakes brewery okay. who I've been getting my beer from directly from the brewery. They've got an, for those Toronto listeners, mm-hmm. it only used to be in the West end, uh, Kipling and QEW. They've got a little bottle shop now down at like Parliament, I think it's Parliament uh, and Queens Key, roughly around that area. Um, So super easy to get to if you're actually in the core. That was the issue, like just getting onto the garden or getting outside the city uh, was a little bit of a pain. But now they got this uh, little shop down around the um, kind of east end of the harbor front. And um, 
It's also on Uber Eats. I'm uh-huh. just going to throw that out okay. there. I'm going to throw that out there. Nice. And uh, hey, here's a little plug for them. Not only is it good beer, but they're they're you know they're let's call it the regular beers, the lagers, the light beers, all that sort of stuff. Right. The not super heavy stuff. Um, I um, my favorite beer of all time is Octopus Likes to Fight from Great Lakes Brewery. I have that in the studio almost yeah. all the time. There's always a couple beautiful of them beer sitting right? there. Uh, yeah, awesome beer. beer. Um, now that's not this cheap, but the regular beers are all kind of in the two thirty to two sixty to seventy range mm-hmm. for a tall boy. So very affordable. Yes, <laughs> um, I actually worked it out. It's cheaper for me to get it if I can't get there myself. To get it from Uber is actually cheaper for me than going to the LCBO. Wow. And I don't know why or, you know, how they're keeping it cheaper in their own place. But there you go. There's my plug for those guys because they're awesome. I want to keep them in business. I don't want them to leave. So, um, yeah, I I got myself – I hope I don't drink it all by the next game. But I got myself an uh, eight-pack pregame. Called when I was at work, so it met me by the time I got there. Yeah, waiting for you at the door. Exactly. Uh, They're one of those breweries, Great Lakes – with uh, and I'm sure you'll be down there in the not too distant future, Matty. Uh, with the renovated Sky Dome, they have added some craft oh, beer options they? around the park. Great Lakes is oh, in there. Awesome. Muskoka's in there. Oast House is in there. There's a couple others um, that uh, that are now in the uh, in the dome, and I'm sure you'll be down there as well. Uh, with I will. I I've made my call, I've I've made one of my calls to uh, somebody to get my. My preferred tickets, uh, <laughs> Love that. All right. uh, but I was, I'm trying to, you know, I want it to be, I don't like to get down to the dome, you know, until, you know, mid, mid May when I know the dome's going to be open and it should be a little bit warmer, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. With playoffs on, you know, call, call me when the weather warms up a little bit, sure. right? So, uh, for the good listener, stick around. Like I said, Friday afternoon, it'll be down goes Brown on the podcast in time for your Friday after, uh, Friday afternoon commute. I'll make sure that's posted, uh, co-hosting the Monday morning show this week will be Steve Bunda. We'll talk about something other than the Leafs for those of you who aren't uh, all in on that. And then Maddie will be back after game four. He and I will touch base. We'll see how the Leafs have done, uh, following. What the heck is Bunda doing on the show? There's no patrons to talk about and there's no WWE to talk about. What is he on the show? UFC? What is he talking about? We today? can find some fights this to talk week. about, but uh, uh, should be a lot of fun. Uh, Maddie, appreciate it as always. We're Anytime, going into buddy. the weekend feeling a little better than we did after game one. We'll see where we are after two games in Tampa Bay.